I'm all upgrades, no stock. Rhyme and master of Plymouth Rock. Puritan ladies know I'm the boss. Big Daddy Cranberry Sauce. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I said it. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 30 of Time Out with Patty C. It's incredible, gentlemen. Isn't it? Cheers. Yeah. It's, it's, can't right. believe we, I can't believe we got this far. Getting a little choked up or live this long. It's on the strength of all the fans, I think, too. Yeah. Thanks to Yergis. All our sponsors. <laughs> Spunk. Yeah. Sure. I was going to say right now we're going to have a moment of silence for all our sponsors. <laughs> Do we need to get an agent now? Well, let's take roll call. Our Roni is here. Good evening, everybody. And we got T.D. Whitman. Greetings and salutations. Mikey D. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Big Mike. Hi, everyone. And Papa Giggs. Gobble, gobble. Now, Face, uh, he's in a big-time call overseas and cannot make it tonight. Liolo hasn't checked in lately, so he must be on holiday. And then uh, DJ had a big family dinner, so he couldn't make it. But we all wish them a happy Thanksgiving. And so let's go right to it. Let's round robin. Uh, who's our agent? TD? Uh, I'm going to go with Don King. I think he's... Uh I think he'd be really good for our for us and exposure. Excellent, excellent, Mikey D. I'm I'm only coming up with the uh, Supermensch. You guys seen that documentary about the Supermensch? I forget the guy's name, but he's like this killer agent. We need all the help we can get. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we need the best of the best. That's good, Big Mike. Is it too early to bring out Keith Richards? <laughs> Never. You know, he's a horrible agent. Uh, so we'd just probably get drunk and not get any deals ever. So And Papa Gig. I want to keep it local with one of the great legal minds that I know locally. Uh, I'm just gonna, she's just going to be codenamed Mary Lee. Okay. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. This is the Thanksgiving episode. Basic and simple. We're going to explore Thanksgiving as a holiday, the history. And let's just get into the specifics right away. If I was a pilgrim and I was a rapper, I need a name. And maybe a lyric line if you had one. Papa Gig, who do you have? My pilgrim's rapper name is Lil... Uh, take off on one of my favorite pilgrims. It's going to be Miles Standoff. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Miles Standoff. Big Mike, what do you got? What's your rapper name? I'll tell you what my rapper name is. Uh, I have an aversion to uh, sweet potatoes. And so my name is going to be MC Yammer. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> my, lyric, my lyric is going to be... Can't, sma- can't smash this. <laughs> That's a tough act to follow. I'm, I'm not coming up with much. I'm coming up with uh, Shiny Buckle is my rapper name. Because, you know, they all wore shiny buckles, you know? He sings a, a little more love song yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. He's a crooner. He's a crooner. I like it. TD, what do you got? Uh, I got MC Pilgrimus. He is uh, putting the grim in Pilgrim. And uh, here's his greatest hit. I'm all upgrades, no stock. Rhyme and master of Plymouth Rock. Puritan ladies know I'm the boss. Big Daddy Cranberry Sauce. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Roni, what do you got? I have to follow that. <laughs> I just looked up a name, and I had Miles as well. That came up first, I guess. I don't know. Miles from the Heath. He's just glad to be off the motion from the ocean. Nice. That's about it. Nice. <laughs> Question number two. What would have been some fun games to play on the Mayflower that we have today and they didn't have back then? So how about this, uh, Big 
Uh, it's okay. That's the phone, and it, it just so happens. <laughs> We're going to decline that. That actually was King George. Was he around there? And he was like, what's up with the pilgrims leaving, man? That's what he said. So, Big Mike, what do we got? Well, when you think of pilgrims, you think of uh, yielding crops. Think of crops. Think of corn. Sure. Think of corn. You play cornhole. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pil- Pilgrims playing cornhole. Also a great band name. Pilgrims playing cornhole. TD Whitman, what do you got as a game on a Mayflower? Uh, I'm going scurvy, exclamation point. Uh, it's just like sorry, but with a seafaring oh. theme. Ooh. You know, oh, sorry, you've hit an iceberg and your ship has to go all the way back to port. Oh. It's like the Oregon Trail. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Scurvy. Aroni? I, I came up with the alphabet game, but instead of signs, it was actually things. Like, oh, algae, A, bird, bird trap. Wait a minute, that's two. <laughs> Mikey D? I got, I got nothing. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not coming up with any. I was thinking bocce, like, you know, the, I was thinking bowling first on the Mayflower, but that would really wouldn't work. Pop a gig? Call me boring, but I really love Yahtzee. I'm just thinking this is an easy dice game. You could, you know, while away the hours, just rolling some dice and playing some Yahtzee. Ah, good. I like that. Any historians in the group right here? How many days did it take? Does anybody know? Oh, it was about a 66-day journey uh, from uh, England to to the no, New World. Yep. That's a long. Time. Now remember the definition of a Lido deck. On a cruise ship, the Lido deck, you'll find one, many pools, maybe more pools, often surrounded by multiple tiers of outer decks. Retractable roofs, hot tubs, a bandstand, a water slide, or a splash park. Or maybe even a jumbo-sized movie screen and plenty of chase lounges for sunning. We know there were no chase lounges on the Mayflower, right, Aroni? I don't think so. No. So if, if there was one little section on the on the Mayflower that was kind of Lido deck, Aroni, what what would you be able to say? Oh, it's a beautiful day. I'm going to the Lido deck. What would you be doing on the Mayflower at the Lido deck? For fun, maybe. Well, I think you're like any Lido deck. You're looking down at the whatever body of water is there, hoping to get a glimpse of something from your higher viewpoint. Sure. So it's, um, I have, I, and I have a good story about a Alito deck. <laughs> so it's, this is it, why we have this podcast. It, it goes back to, to like 1983, 84. It's not my story, but it's a very, it's someone that I, I trust was telling the story, but it was confirmed. It's my dad's story. <laughs> um, and it's also great timing um, to like talk about my dad. He passed away just under two years ago now. So I love to, uh, you know, tell his stories. It's how we, we keep him, you know, in, in our memories. That's right. But he was on a, a trip that he got through an insurance agency, and they were up on a Lido deck, you know, having you know cocktail hour. But it was like mid afternoon, so the sun was out, and he's looking down at that body of water, uh, the pool, and he happens to notice, you know, someone out there, young, fit female, bathing, sunbathing, and didn't want any tan lines. And so, like any conservative man, you know, he just taps the guy next to him and gives a little point and sort of goes around a circle. And, of course, this trip had spouses, so he kept it away from them, except there was one guy there that thought he had game. So I'm going down to talk to this woman. 
And so he makes the trip down. Well, sure enough, doesn't his spouse start looking around a few minutes later? Looking for him. Looking for him. And I, I, I don't know if her name was Karen, but, you know, that's how she was described. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it's, you can use your imagination from here. You know, so, yeah. But yeah, that's my story. But I don't know if the, you know, uh, the Mayflower had, Mayflower had that kind of you know, activity, but I think you're looking down trying to find something similar. Sure. Papa Gay? I'm just hoping he did the Lido shuffle and just got <laughs> right out of there man, when his wife was peeking down. Sure. Oh, Lido. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> TD, what do you got for a Lido deck on uh, on the Mayflower? Well, the uh, the Pilgrims were not known for having loads of fun, so um, I was going to say they had the pillory, which is the stocks. Okay. You know, you'd put people on display uh, for, for to shame them. Yeah. And then there's a karaoke machine with all the <laughs> best hits from the hymnal. <laughs> so, <laughs> hits from the hymnal. Yeah, that's a that's a, a great time Friday night on the Lido deck, the Mayflower. <laughs> Mikey D, what's on the Lido deck? I, I think along with uh, some karaoke, they're probably just doing some laundry. There's a lot of laundry <laughs> hanging on the line. Sure. There might be some topless women because they got to wash. <laughs> their tops topless men too you know because they got to wash that stuff and and you know there wasn't a lot of fun going on there a lot of work big mike you know all i can think of is just like this laundry line of bloomers now just like (laughs) strung across this old beat up boat (laughs) english just like completely untanned there's a lot going on i can't just just move move along move along Papa Giggs, what's on the Lido deck of the Mayflower? For me, I'm keeping it vanilla and keeping it real. It's a it's a Bible reading room. And, yes. And, but can I just digress? Sure. Miles Standoff, my rapper, <laughs> yeah. just got his album cover courtesy of TD, and he's going to get credit. Hits from the hymnal. And there's going to be songs about hits, hit songs, as well as hits, you know, hits that him and his sure. buddies carried out. So hits is going to be a, a double entendre, definitely. Hits from the hymnal. All right, did the Mayflower have anyone like the doctor from the Love Boat series? Mikey D, did they have a doctor? I think there was a lot of bloodletting on the Mayflower, Amen. probably. Amen. And leeches, maybe. I don't know. TD? Uh, I think his name was Doc Misery, and yeah. he had awesome set of tools, pliers, and saws. He lacked a bedside like manner. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're probably going to die. <laughs> yep. Our Roni? Well, he was definitely not the man candy like on the love boat. <laughs> Big Mike? Uh, I think he's probably the, the gruffest person ever, right? The, yeah. But he's not the kind of guy who says, you might feel a little pinch, you know? <laughs> uh, there, there was more than pinching going on. Can, can we just talk for a second about how Doc on the love boat was a ladies' man? I don't, I don't get it. I never he, got that either. No. Like, Gopher had more going on. I'm going to say it was the big glasses, right? Was there anybody named Isaac who served drinks on the Mayflower? I think the Mayflower and or Plymouth needed an Isaac, right? Because he was always, we always did the two fingers at you and he was, Papa Giggs, what do you think? Was there an Isaac of some sort? A really mellow Isaac. So oh. a little bit of my research said the, yeah. the the Mayflower prior to carrying the the folks to the New World, they uh, it was a ship that carried a lot of wine and dry goods. So I'm thinking there might have been a little wine like tucked aside somewhere that they never you know maybe took out of port. So I think there was maybe a little bit of wine served here and there, but it wasn't Isaac style. No, it was, it was much more. 
much more. So there was not a bar on the Mayflower. No, sadly there wasn't. But there might have been a little sneak into the wine. Yeah. Big Mike? And maybe in the Lido deck. <laughs> so I don't know if I agree, actually. I, I, I read something about... Um, I, I looked it up after watching the Game of Thrones. Uh, I was like, why did they drink so much wine? It's like all they drank. And it, it turns out it's because like the water wasn't clean and there was no other way to hydrate yourself. Um, so I'm just going to, when I imagined it, I imagined that it was Game of Thrones style and that everyone was drinking wine all the time and there wasn't need any need to have a bartender because it's the only thing to drink. Because 66 days on the water, I'm not sure how they kept water clean. Um, so I imagine there was a lot of alcohol flowing. Yeah, yeah. I think they had like, they had beer. They drank a lot of like weak beer back then. Because oh, yeah. it was, because yeah. they boiled it as part of the brewing process. So it wasn't real strong beer like the IPAs were drinking, but it was, <laughs> it was a, it was a, fermented beverage that was cleaner because they'd boil all the bad shit out. TD? Well, uh, my research indicates that the uh, bartender aboard the Mayflower was Josiah, and he was known for the Mayflower Mai Tai. Oh, and uh, you need nice. to trust me because I'm a historian. <laughs> Just like Doc was a doctor. <laughs> and Aroni? Oh, oh, they're definitely, because as we just talked about, it's uh, like the Dr. Maranieri said, how no. beer saved the world, you know, because it did kill the impurities. So yeah. whether it was wine, beer, something, you know, it was safe to drink if it was fermented. Now, we're going to now compare the two captains of the Love Boat and the Mayflower. But I don't, I don't know the name of the Mayflower's captain. Does anybody know it? Oh, yeah. I'm on that one. Yeah. Christopher Jones. Chris Jones. Oh, I guess back then you couldn't call him Chris. <laughs> Christopher Jones. And I don't know. TD, do you know the name of the Love Boats captain? Captain Merrill Stuby. So let's compare the two. I'm going to say they're completely different because Merrill Stubing would always just get dressed up and go to the really fancy dinner at night. And he would just work the table but there was always a problem on the love boat. Like he always, he always got called away from the dinner table because it was two couples fighting or uh, Julie was having trouble something. So I don't know if Christopher had the same problem because I think he was the man on the Mayflower and you don't, you don't bother the Mayflower captain. Right? Right, Papa Gang? Yeah. We were talking. I think he was working way harder than Captain Stupid was working way harder. He earned everything he... Mikey D. Oh, what, what do you think, think comparing the two? Nah, I think there's no no comparison at all. <laughs> no comparison at all. Christopher Jones was a badass. <laughs> he took what hundred some people across the Atlantic in sixty six days on an eighty foot boat. Forget. Sure. It. I mean, yeah. Meryl Stubing would have been crying in a corner. <laughs> Just got a new song title for uh, Miles Standoff. Christopher yeah. Jones was badass. That's a new song. <laughs> We are going to make money off this podcast tonight. Just keep coming. <laughs> our Roni, yeah. compare the two. Yeah, Christopher Jones, he, he had the red shirt, you know, to, to hide any wounds in battle. Sure. And, and Stubin had the brown pants. <laughs> Big Mike? Well, I've watched a lot of Deadliest Catch. And I think it relates. I think there are a lot of parallels <laughs> in that they're both boats. In completely different parts of the world. <laughs> and I'll tell you, in, in any situation, the captain, what, what he says goes. Whether you're fishing crab sure. or you're 
trying to get to the Plymouth Rock. Excellent. And so uh, you don't mess with the captain either way. Yeah. And TD? Well, you know, I said earlier before we started the show that Merrill Steubing was a fraud. He was never driving the boat. However, based on everybody's saying, I got to play devil's advocate here. I got to say he was the real deal. Uh, Christopher Jones was antisocial. You, you, you know, you couldn't talk to him. If you're having problems on the Lido deck or at dinner, he wasn't the guy you're going to go to because he'd just throw you overboard. You're just causing problems. But Merrill Steubing would sit down, talk yes. through it. He was, he's the therapist captain. So I, I want Merrill Steubing captaining my ship across like the Atlantic. Yeah, Chris never opened up, you know? <laughs> he, never, he never let us in. All right, question six. Seven, actually. The buffet, the buffet and the love boat was awesome because there were multiple decks. You could go get the seafood or burger or stuff. What did the buff buffet look like on the Mayflower? Big Mike? Um, this is based on all of my Disney movie watching but and the Goonies. But um, <laughs> in the hull of the ship, right? That's the bottom part. Um, I just picture like piles of like cornmeal and flour just riddled with like maggots and bugs. And so I just imagine them like mixing it with water and frying it up and eating whatever's there. And I think that sounds like the worst buffet ever. <laughs> Side question to uh, TD, do mealworms and maggots have any protein? Yes, I highly recommend them. Excellent, okay, so uh, Papa Gigs, what? <laughs> what did the buffet look like on the Mayflower? Kind of same thing maybe? Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm- I'm just, this is just a conjecture. Uh, I'm thinking smoked meats yeah. and uh, pickled stuff, you know, which uh, isn't the worst, but it's not the best. Yeah. And Aroni, with that, did they have any, like, fruits, like a kiwi and an orange and an apple? I, I would think not. Uh, <laughs> there were probably, like, some outcasts that had, like, more of, like, a, a demolition man type, you know, buffet, like a rat burger, you know, something like that. <laughs> But, yeah, it's no, no fruit. No. Mikey? Mikey? Did. Yeah, I think they could have used a little fruit on that trip, probably. No, I think, I think like uh, Gig said, it's a lot of smoked meats, some hard-as-ass biscuits, you know, <laughs> grains, whatever Sweet they... Yeah. Hardtack. Yeah, that's right. That's what they call it. Oh, yeah. That's almost a really cool rapper name, hard-ass biscuits. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Or an, or an album name. I got a song. Mile standoff. <laughs> after episode, th- they always said this, after episode 30, that's where it, that's where you make and break it. And I think we're going to make it. <laughs> what do you think? Let's go around the room. Aroni, we're going to make it? Definitely. Yeah. I'm, yes. I'm, this is my second podcast. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just, I'm not even going around the room. We're, we're going to hold it right there. I thought we already made it. Did we yeah, make it already? Yeah. Yeah, we've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> So we got coffee mugs to prove it. We got coffee mugs to prove it. Question eight, Plymouth. What could have made the pilgrim stay feel a a little better at Plymouth? Because remember when they got there, I I don't know exactly the month they got there, but they didn't all live on land because they haven't built anything. So a bunch of the people still lived on the boat. I think the women and the children, while the hardcore rappers lived on land and built everything and then they moved on land so is there anything that could have made the pilgrim their 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 life a little easier when they got there uh big mike 
maybe like a Motel 6. I don't know. Like, that would have made life, you know, they keep the light on. So, I mean, that would have helped, you know. And then every morning you get the two cups of coffee in that little coffee maker. Coffee, like the eggs, you know, like the the oatmeal. Yeah, the whole thing. That would have made life a lot easier for them. And, yeah. You know, from now on, when I go to those cheap hotels and I go to the cheap breakfast, I'm just going to say could have been worse. Could have been right. worse, right? Could have been hardtack with maggots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Baroni, what could have made it better for the pilgrims? If the uh, Mayflower Brewing Company was there back then, oh, which it is today. Yeah, yeah. Mikey D? I'm going with orange juice. I'm thinking there was a lot of scurvy <laughs> going around with the pilgrims. Vitamin C? Yeah, I think they needed some vitamin C. 66 days at sea. I mean, that, that's some scurvy going on there for sure. Puffy gigs? Blankets and puppies. <laughs> Puffy jackets? No, puppies. Oh, puppies. Blankets and puppies. And puppy. That's all you I got. Get the nice cozy blanket, get a nice little puppy to snuggle up with, blankets yeah. and puppies. And that, that holds up. Like that that could that it's, could make everything better. Yeah, yeah. blankets and Today, puppies. Yeah. Right. You know? Blankets and puppies. Because you did not bring your dog with you on the journey, you know. So a nice little maybe not a puppy, maybe an older dog, but you know, blankets and dogs. I'm gonna yeah. amend that. Yep. Now <laughs> the next question, because I've been up there and I went, I was like, oh, did they did everyone really get off and everyone don't step on the sand just step on the rock Papa Giggs did they all just step on the sand or the rock I mean I'm gonna say no I'm gonna say this is I'm gonna defer to TD on this one I'm gonna say this is like early revisionist history cause like yeah. we're 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 making up a tale for, for that stuff and yeah so the revisionists aren't re- revising what happened then it's revisionist history from day one. It's they, they didn't do that. They, they just didn't. they just not no they didn't do it. That was a money maker. That was a money maker. It's a nice little myth and it's a nice little tale, but no. Big Mike, do you agree with that? Yeah, hundred percent. If there's money to be made, they can make it look old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mikey D. Yeah, I, I concur. I uh, actually read a book uh, years ago. I don't remember any of it, but it was called Mayflower. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, one book. I read one book. <laughs> And it was really a great book about about the pilgrims and their voyage and how they settled and, and how they, you know, survived. I, I should have read it for this episode. It would have probably helped me quite a bit. Um, but from what I remember from the book, they landed like way out on Cape Cod somewhere. They were nowhere near Plymouth. What? I think it wasn't until much later they finally got to Plymouth. So they were aiming for the Hudson. TD. Yeah, it's a it's a complete fabricated fable. Yeah, it's just a yeah, it's the mythology to. Make everybody feel great. Our Roni, do you have a, something light and happy? <laughs> Whenever they got there, I'm sure that they did get to that rock. Because I know if I'm getting off a boat that's rocking that long, I want to go someplace I can finally aim and pee at the same time <laughs> at something. So I'm going for that rock. All right, Pilgrim or Native American? Who would you want to have been back then? But I'm also going to throw an extra in there that I didn't put it. I'm gonna. You got to choose your name. Our Roni, Pilgrim or Native American? And what's your name? Yeah, I, I would go with the Native American there. Yeah. I, I think my life expectancy would be better. <laughs> and uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say, well, I, I don't know what Indian tribe was up there or how they would say it, but I'd be chasing deer. And never catching them? No, my job was to flush it out to the guy that knew how to kill it. <laughs> TD? Uh, I'm going Native American as yeah. well. It's, so it doesn't work out as well for them in the end, but in that, you know, in that immediate, you know, arrival of 
the pilgrims, you're much better off. Uh, and my name is going to be uh, Chingachgook, which I believe means the white people are getting thick around here these days. <laughs> so um, I, I hope that doesn't get us kicked off all, all our podcasts. We're fine. We're good with that one. Mikey D. Uh, yeah, Native American all the way. No, no, not much of a question there. I mean, I'm a big Native American fan. Big Mike? Go Native, Native American. American. It's going to be a slam dunk, and I'll tell you what my name is. Sure. Back before I was a Boy Scout, pre-Boy Scout, there was something called Indian Guides, which, looking back, probably wasn't totally politically correct. But <laughs> we went camping, and we did a bunch of stuff, and you had to pick your Indian name. And I don't know, I was like eight, nine years old, and I was like, you know what? My name's going to be White Cloud. Ooh. And then my older brother's like, you're an idiot. That's the name of toilet paper. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. So then I think I, I think I changed it to like something generic, like Black Hawk or something. Yeah. But you know what? I'm 43. I'm confident. My, 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 my name's White Cloud. <laughs> I like it. Gig. I'm going native for everything that you guys yeah. said. Like just we knew how to do it. And I'm going to tie my name into my rap name. My uh, name's going to be Whitetail Killer in honor of, in honor of Ghostface Killer from Wu Tang Clan. So Whitetail Killer, because I'm going to be a really good hunter, and I'm going to get those white tails left and right. So Whitetail Killer, not an E R A H. Name your band related to the early settlers of Plymouth Rock. And if you had a title song, Big Mike, what do you got? What's your band name? And if you have a song, so my band's name is called the Phony Stones. Oh, that's even <laughs> and so I think my first song is going to be uh, "Give Me a Shelter." <laughs> <laughs> you are bad. I like it. TD? What's your band uh, name? What's your song name? The band is uh, Pura Botanicals, and uh, the song is I Really Hope We Don't Starve This Winter. <laughs> it doesn't sound like so much of a rock band. It's a, it's definitely got a reggae vibe. Well, the Pilgrims were really into reggae. Most people don't realize that. And again, I'd like to say I'm a historian. Sure. <laughs> Our Roni? I, you know, off the boat. Oh, oh, I like it. Off, Off the, the boat, boat, and we will not rock this. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey D, what's your band name and its song name? You got one? Uh, I'm, I came up with the band name just The Settlers. It's not very funny, but, you know, it's just, you know. I don't have a song, though. I'm, I'm, Sounds easy listening. Yeah. You know, yeah, the yeah. yeah. It's kind of like Yacht Rock. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> a little acoustic, you know. Yeah. yeah. Pop a gig, band, and a song name. So when I was doing some research for this episode, I saw the uh, the Pilgrims calling themselves the Saints. So my band name is going to be the Slanted Saints. Can I kind of have a 90s indie feel? Yeah. I'm modeling myself after Pavement, one of my favorite bands. And the song tells me kind of tongue-in-cheek, we're not going to make it. <laughs> we're not going to make it. <laughs> never, never have, never will. Yeah, I like it. And then you all around the fire and the stuff like that and then singing it. We're not going to make it. But then you made it. We might. Um, we might. We don't know. When, when we cut the tune, we didn't know. Didn't we, we cut it actually on, on one track. It was, it was primitive so technology. Track. It was one track back then, yeah. Sure. Wow, that's crazy. All right. Now, this is it could be a very uh, political powder keg kind of question. What if Asia first discovered America? 
on the West Coast. So it's either like Japan or maybe it's the Polynesians. What would some of the differences relate to the holiday food, dress, and customs? Now, right? You know, I'm going to jump not. on. I'm going to jump on that. Go ahead. Uh, unpopular opinion. Yeah. I actually hate, and I don't use the word lightly. But extremely dislike <laughs> the Thanksgiving meal. Really? Yeah, I'm not a fan. The only I thing. Know. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like. Well, the we've turkey. already heard that he doesn't like sweet potatoes, and like we know there's potatoes. an aversion to cranberry yeah. sauce. I don't like. Sure. I don't like cranberry sauce. <laughs> I don't even really like turkey. Maybe some stuffing. How about the stovetop stuffing? Stovetop stuffing is <laughs> mashed mom, potatoes. My mom used to make that. Yeah. So I'm all about like things that can be purchased at Cracker Barrel, right? <laughs> like so, like anything brown, you know, like stovetop or like some type of pseudo stuffing. So I would like, I, I would love to take that opportunity and switch it up and create a different, like you're saying, Pat, something yeah. maybe a little bit more vibrant and uh, a little bit more exotic. Hopefully, you know, add some salmon in there. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Cracker Barrel's pretty exotic, yeah. <laughs> Side note, I went to Cracker Barrel like five years ago, and I ordered, and my meal came out like 30 seconds later, meaning they didn't cook that thing. It it was already made. It was in the ready. (laughs) TD, what do you got? West Coast, the East Coast? Well, as a kid who grew up on the West Coast, I'm just going to relive my childhood. So um, everybody's going to wear... Uh, Ocean Pacific corduroy shorts, oh, Hawaiian man. shirts, and Vans. Um, Good shit. We're going to spend the day skateboarding, surfing, and playing beach volleyball. And then our meal is going to consist of uh, nachos, sushi tacos, and lots of Pinot Noir. So the West Coast Native Americans were really good at the volleyball? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a West Coast uh, Native sport. Yeah, absolutely. Really good at surfing, too. Yeah. <laughs> Our Roni, what do we got? Well, and first I want to say I, I would love to see Amazon do this sort of like they did with Man in the High Castle. <laughs> yes. You know, it's well, instead That's what of. I thought of yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just see that whole and take the sci fi part out. Just like, just do, yeah. you know, like that difference and play it out for us all. Um, because I have no idea what we're going to eat. Like, I'm just thinking, like, of a Christmas story. Yeah, it had no head on the goose. You know? so, I mean, it, the head's probably there now. Sure. <laughs> Papa Giggs? I'm thinking the NFL is going to like this because the ratings are going to be better because we're not going to be falling asleep on the couch because we didn't have the tryptophan. We had the fish. We had the sushi. We had the noodles. We're not bloated. You know, we're just we're feeling pretty good. We're all thinner. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we're so, yeah, we're, we're staying awake for the NFL games and staying awake for Thanksgiving games. You know, seven. Yeah. It, nice. it is kind of nice to have that, you know, wine and turkey sleep and stuffing sleep on the couch. I don't think I answered. I'm going to piggyback on Giggs' comment. I think the, um, you know, the football games would start on West Coast time, which sure. would be bad for us on the East Coast, wouldn't it? Actually, I might like to watch some football as I'm prepping my sushi. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sushi now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go round robin. We're going to go round. I'm going to call your name. You tell me A, the first thing you want for Thanksgiving that you cannot wait to eat, and then then something you don't want to eat. So, Aroni, what's going on? Something you are looking forward to and something you are not. So, I like turkey, so it's, I am looking forward to the turkey. What is not in there is the string bean casserole, Ooh. which is very similar to what you just described. Yep, 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 yep. No room on my plate for that. No, zero. TD, 
Well, um, unlike somebody who spoke earlier whose initials are Big Mike, uh, I, I am a big fan of the yam sweet potato. Uh, the, and and uh, my mom always made a roasted sweet potatoes with cranberries and red onions that I really, really like. So, sure. uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I always make that. And then uh, a family tradition that I, I don't enjoy is uh, the jello salad, Ooh, uh, oh. the green jello salad. Ooh. And the, my great grandmother always made it. And so we always had to have it. And nobody took it. And it was there every Thanksgiving. And. Is there stuff in the Jello? Yeah, it's like it's got like sauerkraut. What it's if like, we... it's got like bits of orange and, Might as and well like okay. stuff, Let, pineapple, which I don't necessarily dislike. But then it's like Jello with cream cheese and then the, the fruit Have a topping and, like, on it. Like no, a what if we modernize Grandma and turn it into like Jello shots with orange <laughs> and vodka? Yeah. Jello Wait, salad we... shots. Now yeah. that's Jello shots with orange I'll and vodka. I'll raise my Patty C mug to that. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Mikey D. Yeah, I'm going with the uh, I'm going with the sweet potatoes. Is what I'm looking forward to. For yeah, I, I've always been a sweet potato fan. My grandmother used to make them like the candied yam style, and you know I've kind of my my, my taste has evolved. Now we sure. make we make this really nice sweet potato casserole. It's almost like a like a sweet potato pie, and it's, it's really good actually. Yeah, it's like dessert with dinner. And what what do you not want? You know I like everything. I'm I'm not picky, but we did. Nick's the green bean casserole several years ago. We got rid of that shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get that out of here. That's three zero. Yeah, it's like it's three. Not, it's just not what it's cut up. Does anyone like, like the string bean casserole? No, just... no, no. Okay, no, good. Yeah. We can, overrated. Yes, we all agree on overrated. that. Yep. Yep. Big Mike. I'm going to roll the dice a little bit here, gentlemen. You ready? The tumbling dice? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gamble that my wife is not going to listen to this. <laughs> So our, you know, my mom passed away about two years ago, you know, almost to the date. And so um, I miss her stuffing and my wife like tries to recreate it, but it's yeah. like, it's like not even a fraction of where it needs to be. Sure. Uh, and so I miss my mom's stuffing, man. <laughs> but um, but I, I, I like it when I put the gravy on top of it. Um, mm-hmm. Gravy kind of makes everything all right. Yeah. So sure. I guess in, in a weird way, what I'm most looking forward to is the gravy to cover the taste of all the other crap that I'm going to be eating on that day to just drown it out. Sure. Uh, there you go. I like it. Papa Giggs. I'm going to shout out to my brother and sister. My brother makes this best sausage apple stuffing that is fantastic. And my sister makes this oyster stuffing that is silly too. So that's like, I know I said like the, the Japanese sushi, like don't fall asleep on the couch, but... I don't want to do that. So I want to eat my sister's stuffing, yeah. eat my brother's stuffing, have a couple of glasses of red wine, and if I have a nap, good it's for okay. me. Yeah. Good for me. That's right. And that cranberry shit out of the jar, <laughs> or or whatever. How are you trick it out? Keep your cranberries. As I said the other day, give me Dolores O'Riordan singing the cranberries, but keep all those other cranberries. I don't need any of that stuff. As I put it in the text box, and I, I only like the cranberry in the jar. You slice it, I'm like, that's what I like. But when you put it with the spoons, they put other stuff in there. I don't like it. I like the cranberries. Yeah, like the <laughs> As I said, Dolores, not quite Mike. 
<laughs> Keep drinking. <laughs> okay, little side question before we get to some of the time machine questions. You want to swim in gravy? You can't say no to either. You got to swim in gravy or take it. I'm going to mash potatoes. Take a nap. Take a nap. Yeah. Mashed potatoes. TD Whitman. You're going to swim in gravy. gravy you're going to take a nap. Gravy tastes great. I can't imagine swimming in it as great. So I'm going to go with the comfy, you know, warm. Mashed of potatoes. mashed potatoes. Mikey D. Okay, mashed potatoes. Yeah. Big Mike. I'm gonna take a nap in the in the mashed potatoes, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna use a little bit of that gravy just before. <laughs> I'm gonna pour some on me, and I'm just gonna just like lean over when I want to and just eat a little some of there. the potatoes <laughs> like a true fatty. I can just be like. <laughs> Just nibble while I nap. You know what I mean? Was it Def Leppard saying, pour some sugar on me? Yeah. Pour some <laughs> gravy on me. Papa Gig, what's it going to be? I'm with everybody else. I'm just that nice little nap. <laughs> just like R said, like 35, 40 minutes in that mashed potato is perfecto. Okay, you get in the time machine and you go back in time to greet the pilgrims and the Native Americans on the first Thanksgiving. You're going to prepare a concert, kind of like of sorts. It's not just a rock concert. You got a nice comedian to open up for 30 minutes set. Get everybody rocking and rolling. Then the rock band comes in, maybe plays for an hour, hour and a half. It's not like a three-hour thing. Then they leave, and then the show's over. So who is the comedian? And then followed by who's the rock band? Papa Giggs got his hand up. I'm picturing a little Sam Kinison. Was it back to school when he did that lineup with the? I was knee deep in the rice patties. So Sam Kinison's going to do a little history lesson on Thanksgiving, the Pilgrims, and everything. But then to chill it out, Neil Young. But here's the cool thing: yeah. he's going to do a. You got an hour. He's yeah. going to do a half hour acoustic set, giving all the great, you know, old man, all the great acoustic stuff, and then to wake us up. Crazy horses coming out for the last thirty minutes, and um, we're getting we're getting all the crazy horse crunchers, oh, the distortion. So Sam Kinison, Neil Young, Crazy Horse, we're all set. <laughs> I think the Pilgrims would love that. Yeah. T.D. Whitman, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna. I, I'm really torn here. I, um, I was I was thinking Dave Chappelle, but I was afraid that Keith Richards and Dave Chappelle might show up in a couple <laughs> minutes. So so I, I'm gonna. I'm going to go with Chris Rock uh, as my comedic opener because I think he can do a great job contextualizing, you know, the first Thanksgiving and and probably like equally offend the pilgrims and the natives. Uh, And and then I'm going to bring out um, a surf punk band, uh, Satan's Pilgrims, uh, who I learned about while doing my extensive research right before the show started, and um, they're uh, they're actually they're actually a really interesting surf band. So I'm going to go with my West Coast theme there, uh, my sushi and corduroy op shorts, uh, and Satan's Pilgrims, uh, and we're going to just kind of you know rock out on on the beach. I like it, Aroni. What do you got? Well, I, I thought Eddie Murphy might be good here. You know, he can come out in, you know, that, that purple, you know, leather suit. And, you know, they won't know what to expect. And then, you know, the Beatles happen to be on the ship, you know, it's, I mean, because it's coming from over, you know, there. So it's, you know, let them, you know, give a nice little set. So Eddie Murphy and the Beatles. I like it. Mikey D. Going with Stephen Wright. Because oh, nice. they wouldn't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> None, none of them, the Pilgrims or the Native Americans. Or Stephen Wright, for that matter. 
And then to finish it up, the Almond Brothers are going to come out and Ooh. just knock their socks off. Oh, that's funny. Because they got the same hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big Mike, what do you got? Um, so I went through this big phase where I loved Tom Segura. Um, and if you haven't listened to Tom Segura, he's pretty funny. Uh, he's got an entire Pandora channel. It's, it's good. Um, he's very sarcastic um, and uh, self-deprecating. Uh, it's good. Um, so I'm going to go with Tom Segura because all the other great comedians were taken. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to go, you know, you're, you're full of gravy and tryptophan. Um, I'm going to go U2, right? Oh, <laughs> U2 is going to play a set. They can, you don't want to be too, you know, mellow. Um, sure. So I think U2 is going to play a 90 minute set in my oh. backyard. Oh. And uh, it'll be fantastic. Yeah, you guys are invited. You cannot believe You can't be. Oh. Don't tease me. <laughs> Mikey D, I love Steve Wright, too. That was my list. But And the other one, Norm MacDonald. I'm going to pull Norm MacDonald after that. And then there's a, like a, a little obscure band, you know, you might not have heard of. They're the, called the Grateful Dead. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> and they would come in, and they would just play. And I'm... Unfortunately, they, the, the, the Native Americans would be like, shut down the music. <laughs> they were like, no, we play for three hours. We don't play for an hour. Do you go Grateful Dead or Dead Company? Grateful Dead. We'll, we'll, and we'll go, we'll, go, we'll go in the 80s because we want Brent on the keyboards. Yeah, well, there you go, gentlemen. Uh, we are at a minute, one hour and one minute. <laughs> we seem to like do it. Perfectly. Let's raise our time out with Patty C. Cups. <laughs> and cheers together. Only took 30 episodes. It only took 30 episodes to get us in there. Thanks again, everybody, for doing a great job. So let's say goodbye to everybody. Arroni, say goodbye to the crew. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, everybody. everybody. TD. Pilgrim, peace out. Mikey D. Bye, everybody. Big Mike. I'm thankful for you, guys. Papa Gigs. Good night, everybody. But we're at my house, and it's really nice to have people together at my house. So here, here. I'm appreciative of this. So God bless everybody. All right. Cheers, Cheers everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.